Hello, everybody, and welcome to Two Guys and a Mic. I'm Jason. And I'm Dan. And uh, today is, what, 28th of January? Something like that. 27th of January. Wow. How time flies, huh? Yeah. Oh, definitely. definitely. Man. We're uh, waiting for a big <clears throat> snowstorm coming up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What are we like, looking at? Five to ten oh, inches or something no. like that? Uh, they're looking six to twelve. Now. Six to twelve. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness the snowblower works. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it's going to be an interesting show today. Uh, lots to lots to talk about, and uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce who we're going to be? Uh... Well, I would like to uh, take this time right now to introduce a uh, fellow patriot, uh, retired United States Marine. Um, he's also a YouTube sensation. Uh, we'd like to welcome Steve Montley to the show. Hello, Steve. Hello. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, we can. We can hear you. Excellent, uh, Mr. Motley, You. Uh, um, started a, a YouTube channel. Um, could you tell us uh, how long ago you started it and um, what what made you decide you wanted to start a YouTube channel? Great, that's a, that's a good question. Thanks for asking. Uh, you know, I had a lot of friends through the years that, that you know, had said, Steve, you need, you need to start a YouTube or you need to start telling stories, you know, about your career in the military and different things you've done and I just kind of kept procrastinating didn't really want to do it wasn't disciplined enough and then a good friend of mine prompted me to go to San Diego two years ago to a convention that's held every year about this time at the convention center it's called the social media marketing expo and it's a group of the best uh, social media marketers from all over the world and they convene in San Diego once a year and they have these different workshops and things and my friends actually uh, paid for the event they just said you get your butt down here you know we'll give you the ticket uh, you go and learn uh, you know we want you to go to all the YouTube classes and you know the uh, what's that I think Periscope right, anything right. streaming video because they knew I had been involved in video email way back since 2001 Oh. You know, right after nine, yeah, right after nine eleven, I I got involved with my first video email company. It was called uh, VM Direct, and it was based in Las Vegas, Nevada. An old friend of mine named Richard Cole had bought the company. He was originally from Long Island. He had made millions and millions of dollars in uh, network marketing. He had he he started out in real estate, then became a broker, and then he got involved in network marketing made his millions and he had ended up retiring out to Vegas and the opportunity presented itself and so Richard bought this uh, up-and-coming streaming video company and this was one of the you know pioneers in what we would call today streaming video you know back in those days back in 2001 you know we forget how far we've come so fast but back then you know we were still mostly on analog and dial-up stuff and and, you know, if you were sending a video to somebody, it may take you 30 minutes or an hour to download it, you know. Right, right. And it was just archaic. Everything was so slow. And, you know, nowadays it's like in, almost instant, you know, the, the streaming video. So we've come a long way. But anyway, I got a call one day. I was actually back in Virginia, and Richard called me. And he says, hey, Steve, he says, I'm, I'm launching this company out here in Vegas Saturday. And he says, I want you to be one of the founding members. Well, you know, when one of the richest guys you know tells you to come, you know, get involved, you don't ask any questions. And I had to jump through some hoops and get on a plane real quick. But I made my way to Vegas, and we had this launch at the New York, New York, and that was where Richard unveiled to the world this VM Direct, Video Marketing Direct. And, you know, he was 
he was a visionary of sorts. He, he knew that it was going to be the next big thing, and, and it is. And I, it, it still baffles me to this day how many people are not using streaming video. You know, I get right. questioned all the time. They say, "You know what I'm saying, right?" Mm-hmm. And so people will say, "Steve, you know, you 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 win these recruiting contests and these different companies and stuff, and uh, how is it you do it? What's your secret?" I say, "Streaming video." I mean, it, it all goes back to streaming. This is 2019, guys, you know? Right, If you're right. not using streaming video in some way, shape, or form, and you're involved in something where you're trying to either promote yourself like two guys on a mic, which, by the way, I'm, I'm going to really keep promoting you guys. I oh, appreciate you. what you're doing. I, I, wanted to, I wanted to thank you for having me on the show today. This means oh, yeah. a lot to me. Thank it, you a lot. It, before before but, you, but anyway, you, I don't want to – oh, I'm sorry. Oh, before you go on, we got some people that are already calling – and to those people, they're muted right now. Uh, we're going to unmute them in a little bit, but we want to talk to to Steve here for a couple of minutes, and then we're going to open, up the, open up the line so you guys can ask him some questions. Okay, so stay on the line. Stay on the line. And uh, just remember, anybody who's calling in, um, you be respectful. If uh, you're disrespectful or uh, using swear words of any kind, we will be... Uh, uh, hanging up on you immediately but uh, before I forget Steve I want to get this out there um, we're talking to Steve Motley today on uh, our show if you would like to call in and ask Mr. Motley a question in about 10 minutes or so the number you're going to be using is 605-472-5384 and the pin number is 161-335 now Mr. Motley if you um, I want to ask you a few questions real quick. Uh, a lot of your videos, uh, one of the greatest things that uh, you see uh, behind you is the uh, United States flag. Um, you're, you are the patriot. Um, you're actually, uh, believe it or not, we have President Trump who is speaking for the people. But uh, Mr. Motley, uh, I feel in my own uh, um, opinion is uh you are you are the people. You're speaking on subjects that uh, a lot of people are thinking about. Um, I notice also uh, behind you, you have a sign that says QAnon. Can you explain to the people what QAnon is? Yeah, QAnon is uh, the president himself and a group of people within the White House that work very closely to him. It's basically to just you know sum it up. It's a it's a back channel information uh, modality that the president uses to speak to the people and you know unfortunately there's not a lot of people well I, I, that's not true the, the the q phenomenon is growing by by millions i'm sure around the world from what i can tell however it's not for everybody it, it's for those people that are intelligent enough to be able to take the time and try to decipher and decode what q is saying they're military operatives, for one thing. They, you know, and so a lot of the stuff that's coming out through HN there is uh, military code. And so it, ha- it has to be broken down. It has to be analyzed. And then, again, a lot of it's disinformation. And Q has told us that. Anybody interested in Q, I would encourage them to go to the website and look at the read the first 20 Q posts starting in October, a latter part of October 2017, and those first 20, if you can really understand what you're reading there, you'll have, you know, about 90% of the gist of what QAnon is. But again, it's a it's a back channel communication. This this is what I I've deduced, you know, and I I right. was probably one of the first three or five people that got on board with Q. So, 
you know, I've had a long history with it. And, it's not, and, you know, a lot of people have jumped off the Q train just like they have the Trump train for whatever reason, but mm. not me. Because I, I understood in the beginning, you know, early on what Q really was. And so I had, you know, when people started saying it was a live action role player, LARP or AI or PSYOP, you know, I just blew that off. I said, you guys are absolute idiots. You know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, you know, and I think, uh, you know, speaking of my YouTube channel, let me just say this real quick. So I, I wanted to close this loop. I went to San Diego, and there I did go to these classes in YouTube. And the one thing I kept hearing over and over, you know, from these young millennials, no matter who they were, that were having on success on, on YouTube, I kept hearing, be yourself, be authentic. People like people that are authentic. You know, you don't need to put on airs or any kind of pomposity or act like you're somebody that you're not. Just be yourself. So that's what I did. I launched my YouTube on the 16th of February, uh, 2018, uh, 2017. Is that right? So 18, 19? Yeah, 17. Right. 2017. And it was, uh, it was actually the firing of General... Um, um, Oh, geez. Uh, Petraeus? Mike, uh, Mike uh, what's his name? Petraeus, was it? I'm having a, not Pence. Uh, Petraeus. Oh, the, the, the three-star general, our hero. What's his name? Um, Oliver North. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This is 30 questions. We're going to run through 30 questions. No. Uh, oh, my God. I never do this. Mad Dog um, Mattis? No, no. Army. Army three-star general. Okay. Uh, fired by Trump. Trump. Oh, All the audience is saying his name. What's his name? The uh, three-star army. If you know, general. if you know it, put it in the comments. Uh, the comment section there. In the Everybody chat. knows it. It's going to come blasting in. Watch. Yeah, we do have a chat line, this. so anybody wants to uh, ask a question, also. This is insane. <laughs> fired by Trump. Well, let's see here. Yeah. General fired by Three Trump. Three-star general. He was uh, defense intelligence agent. Michael Flynn. He was the head of the Michael, Michael Flynn. Flynn. Ah. Oh my God. Ah. <laughs> Michael Flynn. Shit. Okay. Sorry about that, guys. That's all right. That's all right. All right. Well, Michael Flynn got fired, and that was it. That was the last straw with me. You know, I was like, it was building up, and I was reaching this crescendo, and then finally, I said, that's it. I'm starting my freaking YouTube channel tonight. And so I just, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't even hardly know how to turn on the camera. But I got it turned on using a little um, Apple iPad. That's how I film all my YouTubes. And I just went over 1,000 videos just the other day. Well, so it's, it's been a journey. It's been crazy. Um, I thought I'd get 20 people. That was my original goal. I wanted 20 subscribers. And I figured, man, I, if I could get 20 people that watched me on a regular basis, I'd be like a, you know, happy as a pig and and do. You know, it was, it was great, man. It was awesome. And, and now it's just taken off. And uh, I think Q had a lot to do with that. When when uh, when Q came on, I started doing some of the early analysis, you know, and then guys like Prey and Medic and, you know, my buddy Mike, Space Shot 76, guys like that started coming on. And I said, you know, I'm going to let them run with that. I, I'm going to get out of that scene. And I just started dealing more with, like, daily events you know current right. events and uh, you know things that i was getting some inside scoop on that not everybody was privy to things like that well so um, it's been a wild ride man but uh, thanks to people like you i appreciate your support uh, you're very welcome um speaking of uh, uh current events um you, you just posted a video not too 
uh, long ago about uh, Trump put kind of putting the screws to Nancy Pelosi. Can you um, kind of talk about that a little bit? Uh, well, you know, I, I think we've reached a tipping point, you know, in America. You know, we, we all have a breaking point, you know, where we just – the stupidity gets to the point where we just can't take it anymore. Correct. And it's it's quite obvious right now what, what they're doing. You know, Nancy Pelosi and Schumer, that whole gang of demon rats, they're all destructions. <laughs> you know, they, exactly. The only thing they want is the destruction of America. And I think there's enough people now that are awake. You know, and, and we're again, we are – all in the process of the great awakening. You know, QAnon, that's another thing Q has told us repeatedly, is that we, the people that understand where we are, and, and we need to be able to cast a wide net and catch these poor people when they fall, because they're falling left and right right now, because they're waking up, and they just can't believe what, what's going on and how they've been duped all their life. But Nancy Pelosi has reached the point where she's such a, Freakzoid, you know, and everything she does that the American people are just going enough of this craziness, just absolutely enough. Build, uh, yeah. the, build the wall, yep. build the freaking wall, you know. And um, so, yeah, Trump is kind of, you know, with the shutdown, that's why he did it. You know, he, there were multiple reasons why he shut down the government, uh, but one of them was to show the people how stupid the Democrats are. Because, you know, I love when the president gets up now, just about every speech he talks about common sense. He right. says, listen, friends, it's common sense. You lock the door of your house to protect the people inside. You build a wall to protect the people in America. You know I mean? It's just, it's not rocket science, you know. Right. But I think we're making a difference. Guys like you with your podcast. And, and anybody, you know, I, I always call my friends, I, I mean, the, the people that view my videos, I say, you can get involved. You can sound off in your own way. You don't necessarily have to have a YouTube channel, but anything you do, Twitter, Gab, Facebook, I mean, you've got an opportunity to make a difference. And, right. and I never realized that. I had no idea what I was doing until I started getting emails. You wouldn't believe it, guys. I've gotten emails from people that were one-time on the left side of the fence. And they said, Steve, I just got to thank you. You know, you among many others have contributed to my awakening, you know, and yada, yada, yada. And that gives you a, a good feeling. You know, when you know that you've done a little something to maybe awaken somebody from a stupor and have Definitely. them realize, you know, that life is not exactly as we think it is. And that you need to sometimes break down your paradigms and your old belief structures you know, especially when you're exposed to new information you've never heard before. But so many people, see, they got that built-up paradigm, and they just know they're right. Don't tell me nothing. You know, I know everything. Well, once you once you get past that stage and you, you let yourself down and you humble yourself enough to open your mind to listen, then, you know. Hey, now, are we back? Yeah. Um, Steve, uh... Uh, one of the things that uh, I just, uh, my opinion, obviously, is um, some of the Republican backers right now are saying, oh, President Trump caved in. He caved in to the Democrats, you know, by uh, signing a, a temporary uh, opening of the government. Um, but actually, uh, in my perspective, I saw that uh, Trump opened it up because uh, the United States Coast Guard uh, needs to get paid. Uh, some of these uh, other federal workers need to get paid. But what the Democrats are not uh, clicking into their heads is, hey, okay, we're opening it up for three weeks, but 
you guys better make a decision on uh, helping with this wall. Otherwise, I'm just going to um, declare a national emergency and I'm going to build it myself. Do you see that happening also? Absolutely. I, I see that happening. Look, people got to understand Trump is, is a genius. He is a absolutely he is always four steps ahead of everybody else. I read The Art of the Deal in 1987, 88, when it first came out. Mm -hmm. and, and I started, and, and you know, if you read that book, if you go back and read The Art of the Deal, his first book he wrote, you, you'll understand Trump. And then when you see the things he does, and then, you know, I've, I've obviously studied him a lot more since then, but I've followed him all through the years. I've been a Trump fan all my life. I like the guy. I resonated with him. I, you know, some people say he was brash. You know, I knew about Roy Cohn, his lawyer friend. You know, right. all, you know, Trump's a, his John, uh, Trump's dad was a member of the John Birch Society, and okay. if you know the John Birch, that's a great organization. You know, they're not a bunch of uh, freaks. You know, they they're just American patriots that have tried to uh, uh, open the minds of people for many years and sound the alarm. And you know. They're a great organization. I love their magazine called The New American. And if you haven't seen that, that's a good one to check out. But anyway, Trump's dad started to indoctrinate him into the right way of thinking at an early age. And, you know, he toyed around with being a Democrat, you know, and he acted like he was a little wishy-washy. Maybe he was during his younger years, but he always had a vision of what could be accomplished. And I don't think he knew the depth of the deep state and you know how entrenched they were i don't think any of us did i know i did. i've been studying you know since 2001 you know 9 11 was my wake-up call you know and, and right. since that that time i don't know if you guys are aware but i'd like to give my website out on that 9 11 thing if i could sure Would you that sure be can. okay yeah sure go ahead yeah it's called uh it's called the man in the maga hat.com i think everybody can remember that the man in the MAGA hat.com. That was an interview I did down in Las Vegas back in September with a group of guys from Southern California that, that were aware of my YouTube channel. And they, some of them watched my, my videos and they asked me if they could interview me, you know, they wanted to do a short interview and get it out on the YouTube. And I said, sure. And, uh, so they asked me things about nine 11 and, and I, I think it's a good video. It's short. But it's a great video to introduce people to that are just starting to awaken or maybe just starting to question the whole 9-11 scene. And relative to that, I just want to say that people that, you know, want a red pill and figure out what's really going on, I always say start with 9-11. You know, once you get that check in the box and you fully understand that that was an inside-outside job, mm -hmm. you know, what do you mean, Steve, inside-outside? Well, it was an inside in that, Dick Cheney was the orchestrator of the whole operation, and it was a lot of characters within the U.S. that had to do certain things to make it happen. But it was also, when I say outside, being an inside-outside job, it was the Saudi Arabian money, no secret about that anymore, that funded 9-11. And uh, it was operatives from Mossad in Israel that were actually the ones planning the uh, charges within the elevator shafts and May have even been, there was either one of two things that we've deduced. We know there was either a direct energy weapon used, like what was used on Paradise, California. That was an outright attack, or it was a, a new case, a suitcase type nuke that could have been planted, you know, around the 50th floor of both twin towers. But the fact of the matter is, and nobody 
with a right thinking mind can explain to me how those powers one and two imploded into their own footprints in faster than free fall speed right. with just a, with, with airplanes hitting the upper level. I didn't want to get into a 9-11 tirade, but it's such an important piece of the whole Patriot Awakening story, Trump. Donald Trump knows the whole deal with 9-11. And I, I'll just say this to your listening audience. We're getting very close to having the, uh, the opening or the reinvestigation of the events of 9-11. That, that, that I'm almost assured that's going to happen based yeah. on what I know about the, the uh, District Court of New York and you know some of the proceedings that are taking place up there. So now, stand by on that one. You got, the world's going to know soon. Right. Let, let me ask you a question real quick. Um, you know, when uh, President Trump had run for uh, his presidential uh, running, um, he had talked about draining the swamp. Now, do you see that he's cleaning house first before he starts hitting the Democratic Party? Oh, it's it's both ways. You know, there there are there are swamp creatures on both sides of the aisle. You know, it's not something that's uh, restricted to the de de Democrats. You know, there's uh, the thing that people have to know that the, one of the main things that Donald Trump realized when he came into the presidency. He had pretty much been briefed on the depth of the pedophilia and the, you know, satanic cult rings that basically control so many politicians throughout D.C. and the world, for that matter. They, so many of them, have been blackmailed. You know, they come into right. office, they're they're given some kind of sedative that puts them out. You know, the pictures are taken, you know, with them naked in bed with children or women or whatever, and then they show them the pictures and say, "You will do what we say." And there's been a lot, I mean, a, a classic case in point is uh, Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham was obviously uh, heavily compromised by John McCain and, and others. And so, you know, up until just a few weeks ago, really, John McCain was a globalist, you know, and, and he was one of our, one of the Patriots' arch enemies. And we all knew it, you know, we knew he was a globalist, just like uh, Mitt Romney. You know, God bless all my wonderful Mormon friends out, there, out here in Utah, out west where I am. But, you know, they made a terrible decision when they voted him in as senator for Utah. Right. That Dr. Kennedy, you know, he was a big Trump supporter. And he was, you know, I, I, I'm not going to say he was voted for, but I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't know any of my Mormon friends that voted for Romney because a lot of them, you know, run in the same circles we do. They're patriots. And Romney's one of the biggest globalists you'll ever see. So. Right. Beware of sheep. Uh, beware of wolves in sheep's clothing. Exactly. You know, he's one of them. And that's a scripture in the Bible too. I like how you quote Bible. Um, what we're going to do right now is we've got a lot of people online uh, right now. Um, I'm hoping that they're calling to ask you a question. So what we're going to do is we're going to open up the phone lines right now. We're going to take one person at a time by area code. Yeah, by area code. And what you're going to do is you're going to ask Mr. Motley your question um, or if you have a statement. And then what we're going to do is we're going to uh, um, mute you back again. So uh, here's your chance. If you want to call Mr. Motley, uh, maybe ask him a question or uh, you have a comment for him. And make sure your comments are respectful. Otherwise, we will be uh, hanging up on you. The phone number is 605-472-5384 with the PIN number 161-335. We're going to go to our first question, our first call. So area code 208. 
Okay. Go ahead. What's your question? That's Idaho. Yes. You're on caller. Hello? Did you have a question for Mr. Motley? Hmm? Well, let's go to the next one. Go to the next one. Area code 505. Hello, Hello. caller. You're on. Do you have a question for Mr. Motley? Hmm. Hello. May, are they muted? Are they muted out or something? No, I I unmuted them. Yeah, we're unmuting them one at a time. One though. at a time. Oh, that's that's kind of weird. Yeah. I never had that what happened on my radio show, but that's okay. Let's see. <laughs> uh, area code uh, two one six. Hello. Are you there? Area code two one six. What's going on? I think you guys got a problem there with with hearing what you know them calling me. I really do because I just can't imagine three in a row like that. And, There's you know, a lot I've of times people uh, just call in because they want to listen through the phone line. That too, yeah. So, well, we'll uh, we'll skip the questions right now, um, Mr. Motley. You're uh, you're um, associated with uh, hemp hemp works. Just, just, uh, well, we got, oh, we got 216 back. Hold on, 216, are you there? Just, just mute. That. Okay, I'm gonna, uh, let's see here. All right. Okay, Mr. Motley, um, you're uh, associated with uh, a company called Hemp Works. Can you uh, talk to us about it, uh, what it's all about, and how a person can be involved? Absolutely. Man, I'm so glad you asked me that question because this has been the most amazing thing I think I've ever been involved in other than being a Marine, you know, for 22 years. Um, what it is, it, well, let me go back a minute. It, it, this is very important that everybody understand this and, and to lay some groundwork. In December, President Trump signed the Farm Bill. Okay. And the Farm Bill was being pushed by uh, McConnell. Mitch McConnell from Kentucky, because Kentucky is one of these states that has been given some sort of authorization to grow hemp, even though hemp for the last 80 years since 1937 has been considered a controlled a controlled substance. See, the globalists or the Illuminati, the evildoers, didn't want the American farmers to keep growing hemp because it had such a powerful effect on the human body. Okay. And so in 1937, they came out and said, you, that's it, you can't grow it anymore. Well, now I learned all of this stuff in a crash course over the last several months, but listen to this, guys, and your listening audience is gonna be amazed at this. Did you know that each human being has a, what's called a endocannabinoid system? I had never heard of that in my life. Yeah, have you guys been no. taught about that in school? No, I've never heard of that. No. Well, get this. i got a doctor <laughs> friend now. i got a doctor friend. She's an MD. And when she went through medical school, she never heard the terminology endocannabinoid system. But I'd like everybody to start doing some research and look that up because you got one, whether you know it or not. And this endocannabinoid system has these receptor sites that are all in your organs and all over your body and they there are receptor sites that need to have cannabinoids put 
into the body, and then these receptors pull it in and do all kinds of amazing things as far as healing and relieving pain and inflammation and on and on and on. I mean, the list of things that these cannabinoids do when introduced to the body are just endless, okay? So they launched this hemp works, and the thing has been, in, in last year, in 2018, they had an 1,100% growth. They shipped out, they had a brand new warehousing facility that shipped out 700,000 packages of CBD oil all over the world to the countries where they were allowed to ship the THC-free CBD oil. And then um, they, they did $100 million in revenue. Wow. Per year. So God. let me tell you what that means. If you go to any MBA school, like at Wharton, where President Trump went, or if you go to uh, Harvard or Stanford, in that MBA school, they teach a phenomenon called critical mass momentum. Now, this is very important that everybody out here pay attention. Grab your pen and paper and listen to this. When any company in America or the world, for that matter, starts out, they go through the formulation stages, they go through tooling up, you know, getting their logistics, logistical operations in place, and then they chug along, chug along. Well, if they hit that, ma the magical number is 50 million a month, or 50, uh, I mean, 500, I mean, 50, 5 million, 5 million. The key is 5 million per month, or 50 million per year. Now, when a company hits that, if they have the infrastructure to support the demand, the company will go vertical. And on the growth chart, you just see this thing go from obscurity to straight vertical. It's it's happened with every company out there. You okay. know, Nike, Reebok, uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken, you name it. They all went vertical. And then when they, they it's like a rocket. And then when they get to a certain point and, of, of what they call market saturation, the thing will start to peter out and it'll, it'll level out and it, then if you sit back and look at it, it looks like an S. It looks, it's in the shape of an S. Right. Starts out slow, goes straight up, tapers out, and then the smart business owners will find ways to keep, it's called an, a replicating S curve. Well, the smart owners like Josh and Jenna, they find, they'll find ways to continually replicate that S curve so that the growth of the company continues on. Now, here's what I want to tell y'all. I know for a fact, and I, got a, I, I almost got my MBA, but I dropped out and didn't finish, but I know what I'm talking about here. This company's going to be a billion-dollar company, without a doubt. Okay. So what I'm doing is, uh, when I, got, I got involved on the 3rd of January. I rolled up my sleeves. I jumped in, and I started calling friends, texting, and you know, making video, doing everything I possibly could. Well, I don't know what the number is now, but somebody sent me a text yesterday. I don't like knowing the numbers because I just I just do my job and do what the company tells me to do, and I figure the numbers will take care of themselves. Right. Well, somebody texted me yesterday and said, "Congratulations, Steve! You just got 120 affiliates in Hempway or Hempworks." I said, "120? I didn't want to know that. I didn't want to know the number because you know I don't like focusing on numbers. It you know messes with my head a little bit. So I think if I just if I'm talking to people and I say, listen, this is something you really ought to do, you know, and I give, you, give them my website, I, I just expect them to go there because, you know, and, and another thing people always ask me, they say, Steve, what's your secret? You must be doing something everybody else is not. Yeah, I am. You know what I'm doing? I only talk to intelligent, open-minded people that know how to analyze facts and are self-motivated. 
Right. If that's not the person I'm talking to, next. Because if I'm talking to somebody like that, and I put my website in front of them, and I say, listen, guys, this is something you need to take a look at. And, and you know, and this is this is what will happen if you if you don't. You, you, you just won't ever see what you could have done. You'll never reach your full p- p- potential financially. And now, just, last time I right. checked, most most of the Americans that I know, they have a J-O-B. They have a job they go to every day because they got to earn their way and put food on the table, pay the mortgage, and this and that. Well, what if I could show them a way that for $20 they could get involved in a company like this and get in front of the grow, the hemp revolution and ride that wave, that economic wave, all the way to just wherever they want to go to. And what if they were working with an absolutely perfect company that had a compensation plan that pays you like you can't believe? Now, let me just tell you that part real quick. Okay. So I get in there, you know, my hair's on fire, and I'm just running around like a wild man. I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> but I'm sharing my website and telling people. And one of these gals, I got these ladies between myself and the very top of the company, there are seven incredible women. And I call them my earth angels because they are, they help me. I'm out here talking to people, getting them signed up, but then my earth angel support ladies come in and help these people get plugged into the Facebook groups and make sure they're on auto ship and make sure they understand how to qualify, you know, maximize the compensation plan. They're doing the stuff that I don't have time to do. And so they recognize that each person on a team, every team member, you know, this is something we recognize as Marines. You know, you got your strengths and your weaknesses, but right. you have to extenuate everything. You have to bring it together in complete harmony and balance. And yes. I will tell you this, guys, before I joined this company, now nobody recruited me. Nobody told me about this. I found it myself. I found it six months ago, but I would not touch it until I didn't know about the farm bill. I didn't know Mitch McConnell was pushing that. I didn't know that the hemp that's used by Hemp Works is grown on organic certified farms in, wait for it, Kentucky. Ah, Kentucky. The home of Mitch McConnell. You see what's going on here? So look. So actually, uh, somebody getting involved. I had a crazy. Go ahead. What's that? So actually, anybody getting involved into the hemp, you're actually helping the farmers of the United States. Yes, and this is why the other night, you know, I'm a crazy guy. You know, y'all, if you watch my YouTube channel, you know, there's no telling what I might do, you know, but that, <laughs> that's okay. It keeps everybody on edge, you know. Uh, expect the unexpected kind of thing. But, but the fact of the matter is I had a dream several nights ago and it was it was one of the more vivid dreams i've ever got it was one i had and you know when i got up out of bed i was sitting on the side of the bed and i was like shaking my head wondering i was thinking was that real or was that memorex i could i don't know if that was if i actually experienced that or if it was just a deep dream well anyway guess where i was i was in the oval office i was in the (laughs) oval office listen to me now if this happens if this comes to fruition you guys remember, you heard it on the uh, Dan and Jason, two guys in a mic show on the day, okay? There but anyway, I saw myself in that Oval Office with the president doing our photo ops and talking and everything. And guess who was with me? A whole big group of my Motley Crew Hemp Works team members. Nice. And, now, and you two guys in a mic was with you too, right? I bet they were. I think they were. But let me tell you this: you you want to call it? 
hey, you can call me crazy, but let me tell you how the Lord works. The next day, you would not believe how many messages I got from people, I ain't going to say the U.S., all over the world okay. that had the same dream. Now, you call me crazy, I ain't going to say nothing else. I'm done with that. But that is an absolute truth. So now, I don't know. Were they, were they pulling my leg? I don't, I don't think so. These people <laughs> sounded very sincere that contacted me. But, you know. Well, God I'll tell you works what. in mysterious ways. Yes, He does, and I'm—I've got a relationship with God myself, and I've had things occur to me like that also. So I'm 100% behind you on that. I—I I know exactly what you're talking about. So why don't you quickly uh, tell us the health benefits of CBD oil? Well, like I said, we all have a, a endocannabinoid system. So when you when you introduce these drops. And, and I, I'll tell you this, that, and this is not a sales pitch or anything, I'm not into that, but our product is the purest on the, on the market. I mean, you, you, when you look at our lab testing, our facilities, you know, on and on ad nauseum, you'll see that Josh and Jenna spared no expense to make sure. See, it's a, it's a wonderful thing when you can step forward on a, on a mic like this and tell the world that you've got the purest I mean, you know, and I love it when Dr. Markham gets on the, we do a lot of, I do a lot of calls. I do a lot of conference calls. Okay. I'm doing one tonight, as a matter of fact, at nine o'clock Eastern, I'm doing a, a big um, hemp, hemp uh, works call. And I'd love to invite all your listeners to come on. I'd like to invite you guys and any friends you got. Why don't you, you know, give us the phone we'll number? Have a, why, why don't you say, oh yeah, let me, state, let me give it out right to now. you. Here yeah. it is. Okay, buddy. Thank you. It's 302 202 one one zero eight again that's three oh two two oh two one one zero eight and the pin code is two one zero nine one one pound two one zero nine one one pound we'd love to have you on the call and it's but, uh, anyway, nine o'clock nine o'clock nine o'clock eastern nine o'clock eastern, eastern. Nine eastern. Uh, yes sir adjust your clocks accordingly Okay, so what I was saying is the purity of the product is uh, paramount. You know, you've got, you've got to make sure, and that's another thing. If your product isn't what you claim it is, but we have a 30-day, no questions asked, uh, bottle, uh, full refund on your product, but you've got to return the bottle. You have to return the empty bottle to the company, and they'll refund it. We, we don't get a lot of returns, guys, I can tell you. We don't get a lot of returns. And you know you know what else is funny? i got to tell you, I've been watching this. It's the craziest thing. A lot of the folks coming in with me now, I've got 120-some. I think it's more than that now. But 120 people have joined with me and said, Steve, I want to do this business. I want to do what you're doing. I want to make the money. I want to get in front of that hemp wave, you know, and, and ride it with you because I believe what you're saying is true. And it is true. You know, and, and truth guys you know we call ourselves truth seekers and patriots but when you speak the truth you know it has a certain resonance about it it has a certain energy that if, if you're speaking the truth the people in the listening audience if they're on the same similar frequency or wavelength that truth that you're speaking is going to resonate with both their heartstrings and their mind and it's going to cause them to take action and so you know i hope many of your listeners to the on this call will take action. Now, I'm not going to give out my information about hemp works and how people can sign up with me because I would much rather uh, sign up the two of you and then have you give it out to your people. You know what I'm saying? Because yep. I'm not I'm not like that. This is not the Steve Motley show. 
if you notice, if those of you that are already in HempWorks or those of you that will be joining shortly, because I can't imagine why you wouldn't, but if you if you get in there in your back office, you're gonna the first thing you're gonna notice is this company is just amazing. They're so everything they do is so tight, clean, crisp. It's perfect. And so you get in the back office and you'll look, you'll see a little link that says leaderboard. Now when you click on that, that will show you the top recruiters for the month of January. Now, after midnight on the 31st, that thing goes back to zero, and it's like a contest. You know, for those people, like, like I, well, I'm a competitor. You know, I, I like contests. I like doing things. And I remember the first day I signed up, I, I looked in there, and I saw they had a contest. And the contest said the person that can recruit the most people during the month of January will win an all-expenses-paid trip to the convention in October. Now, every year, the company has an annual convention, and this year it's going to be in Las Vegas in October. And I said, man, I want to go to that. And, I, and I'm encouraging everybody to go to that because it's going to be like a – I'm there's going to be so many patriots there. You know, not just patriots, but, you know, going to be a lot of Motley Crue patriots there. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, right. you know, they said, okay, if you do this. So I just took off out the gate, and I said, well, yeah, I'm going to see if I can win that. Well, it looks like – I don't think anybody's going to catch me at this point, but if they do, I'm number one right now in the whole company. Okay. But if, if anybody does catch me, uh, I wish them luck. And I hope it's somebody on the Motley Crue that catches me because, of course, that would mean that, you know, I would probably make a little buck or two off something they're doing because this thing is all volume-driven. And let me just tell you this. I've I got to share this with you. I'd be remiss if I didn't. And I'm going to come back. I want to finish about the product, but listen to this. So this past Thursday, it was Friday. Friday morning comes along, and these ladies I talked about, they're just fabulous. You know, we get a, we all on Facebook together, and, you know, we open up our messengers, and, you know, I shoot a video every morning to my uh, upline friends, and I, I, I give them a list of people that I need them to help me with. You know, maybe this person had trouble signing up for whatever reason, or this person's got a question about the product so the doctor answers it you know so we got a team thing going on here likes of which i haven't seen i mean it's it's divinely blessed it's synergy like you've never seen but the other day you know what i'm really getting sidetracked uh, oh yeah so friday one of my uh, upline ladies called and i mean she was on facebook and she said steve she said you know what you missed getting paid again i said what were you talking about she said you haven't set up your bank information in your back office and i go what so anyway, I went in there and looked, and I had started setting it up, but I, I had put my routing number in, but I forgot to put the account number in. So sure. there was the routing number saved with no account number, so they couldn't pay me. Well, now, I had been so busy sharing this with people that I didn't even look in there to see, you know, how much money they were talking about. I had no idea how much money I'd made over the last three pay periods. Well, she said, do you realize how much money you just you just left? You know, I mean, you'll get it next week. But I said, well, that's okay. I mean, I don't I don't really want it right now. But next week will be better because I'm getting ready to go to Las Vegas next week. You know, I, I, I'm leaving on the first of February to go down to Las Vegas to meet these owners. You know, and kind of kick the tires and go in the warehouse. I'm hoping to do some videos to upload on my YouTube channel. That sort of thing. Well, anyway, so my friend Becca told me she said, go in there and look at how much money you made. And so I, I looked. I couldn't find the link, and then I saw it because you know I haven't been through my training yet. Right. So they said that they they want they're, they're mad at me because I haven't sat down and gone through the training. But I said, look, I ain't got time right now. I got to win that contest. 
And so I'll come back and train later, you know. But but so so anyway, uh, I went in there and looked at the money, and the first check or the the first pay period, and that goes from Thursday m- midnight to Thursday. First one was fifteen dollars, okay. Okay. And then the second one, let me just say, it was in the hundreds, just shy of a thousand. Wow. Okay. All in and, two weeks. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait, wait, wait. My friends just told me it's a 60 day money back guarantee. I lied. It's not 30 day, it's 60 day money back guarantee. Okay. So then, okay, so then I, I said, and I, my eyes are moving down this thing, and I'm looking at that third paycheck. And I said, that's it. Okay. I can't, I will not tell y'all how much that third one was because it, we can't make any claims. You know, we, we got to do, I'll, I'll do a disclaimer right now and say, I don't know what you'll make because I don't know how motivated you are and dedicated you are. But I can tell you this, if you don't do this, you won't make anything. You miss every shot you don't take. Right. And if based on the variables that I've laid out today about the hemp revolution and the signing of the farm bill and the fact that this is the most perfect company you'll ever see and the compensation plan, you know, the way they pay us, they, uh, the, the way these network marketing companies work, norm, a normal company like oh, Starbucks or something like that, they, they have a huge advertising budget, budget. You know, they advertise on TV, on the internet, all these places, but see, a company like HempWorks, they don't have an advertising budget. Steve Motley is their advertiser. You know, two it's, guys and a mic would be their advertising if you guys decide to join. You see, so they, they said, okay, look, how much do we really need to make as a corporate headquarters? They came up with the figure of about 15%. So these guys are paying out a potential. Now, everything is a potential because you got to earn it. They go throw the money. They, they go put the money out there like a carrot dangling on a stick, and they say, "And if you want this money, come and get it." And that was the attitude I took. I went and got it, and I can tell you, I'm going to make more money this January, this first month of the year, than I've ever made in my life. Wow, ever. that's awesome! And when I when I retired from the Marine Corps, you got to understand. I decided I was never going to work for anybody else again. And I ended up traveling all over this country, spending a lot of money I'd saved up on active duty. I went to workshops, seminars, you name it. I wanted to know how do these people make money on the internet? And so I figured it out. I broke the code. I never made the big time, but I made a lot more than most people. You know, I made a, I made a, a handsome sound. I was making, I'll be honest with you. The most I ever made was just shy of ten, ten grand a month. Nice. Now that's not that's not big time, you know. That's not the hundred grand stuff. But I mean, on a monthly basis. Right. But, but the potential that everybody has with what Josh and Jenna have put together here is imagine. Imagine if I told you that for twenty dollars you could have your own CBD home based business. Okay. Well, what does that mean? Well, CBD just happens to be the hottest product in the world today in front of the biggest trend, hemp. All right. And then what are you doing there? Tell me. Right now we're broadcast worldwide. You are Are you still you on YouTube? How do I get to you on YouTube? Um Jason, can you give them some uh Yeah, go to uh just go to the two guys in a mic uh channel and it should say 
live on there. No, he's asking how he can go live worldwide. No, 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 no. no. I know how to go live. Okay. I, I just haven't done it. No, I no, I know. I just didn't realize we were broadcasting through YouTube. That's fantastic. Oh yeah. Now, how many did you? I want to see this. Okay. Yep, we're live on YouTube. They can totally oh, they, no they can totally see us. <laughs> yep. Where are, we? are we live right now? Are people can people hear us right now? Yes. Yep. Yes, they can. Okay. Okay. Got you. So. And uh, when I say worldwide, we have uh, uh, some of the shows. We have a lot of people from the UK that uh, um, uh, go to our chat lines and they chat with us live. So uh, yeah, you are worldwide live right now, my friend. Um, last, the last thing we were talking about was the CBD oil and how hemp has uh, has been clicking up and is becoming the thing of the future. So if you want to continue there, yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, yeah, you know this, like I said, this is some really important information you're hearing today because it, it all happened so rapidly. You know, it caught me kind of by surprise when President Trump signed that farm bill. I didn't realize. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. Go ahead. Okay. I, I just, uh, oh, and sure. Anyway, when uh, when President Trump signed that, that farm bill, I had no idea of, of the uh, implications and, and ramifications that it would have so far and wide. And, it, and, and so I, if I had I known, I probably would have gotten started with Hemp Works in December, but it wasn't until after it was right after the first of the year that I learned that one of the most important pieces of that farm bill was authorizing the farmers to once again grow hemp after an 80-year hiatus. Right. 80 long years we went without the ability to have hemp, and now it's back. And with that, it um, took the hemp oil off the federal register registry. You know, there were a lot of questions among a lot of people, myself included, about uh, hemp oil. And, you know, it, the, some of the states like Texas were a little shaky about whether you could ship it in there. And, and so I just didn't want to get involved in anything where I had to worry about, you know, whether the legalities were going to conform to what I was trying to do. And so but when I got when I heard about the farm bill, that gave everybody a green light to come join companies like Kempworks. And so, like I said earlier, I had already discovered the company six months earlier. And, and when I saw the compensation plan, I went, oh, my God, i got to do this because I think I can make this work. Well, let's, so uh, I did. Um, Steve, let me break in real quick uh, just for a bit of information for everyone. Um, hemp, um, alcohol, and marijuana were all legal until prohibition and when uh, prohibition was over they legalized alcohol but they left out the hemp and the marijuana and that's that's where it, it stems from. yeah but you have people like andrew mellon randolph hearst of the dupont family who were running paper mills and uh hemp was a cheaper way of making paper and of course you know i'm sure they had friends in high places <laughs> You know what I mean, the Steve? Founding father, the founding fathers all grew hemp. Thomas Jefferson, George right. Washington. The uh, draft of the Declaration of Independence was uh, uh, written on hemp paper. Hemp, it was mandatory. You know, okay. after, 
<laughs> Excuse me. Take over, man. I got to grab something. That's right, guys. Take over a second. Okay. Um, so the Declaration of Independence was was uh, written on hemp paper. That's that's interesting information. That, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, that I didn't know. So. And the thing is, like I said, the the paper companies were being beat out by the, the hemp products. They were cheaper, easier to make. So they, of course, like I said, having friends in high places, they decided to try and get laws to pass to make it illegal, and they got their wish. Right. Right. Well, so. let me let me give you some background information. I don't, I'm not sure you guys are aware of it, or your listeners may not be. Many of them are, but um, you mentioned the how, how hemp and cannabis and all that was legal up to a certain point. Well, it was the CIA that is responsible for you know what happened to the entire not not the CIA, the, the Illuminati. It was the Illuminati and the globalists, the deep staters who were responsible for the demise of hemp. And then many, many years later, when the CIA was developed in 1947, they were some of the ones to get in on the early uh, illegal drug trade throughout the world. But it didn't start with marijuana or cocaine down in Latin America. It started with opium and heroin from the Golden Triangle. And, and how that came about, now this is fascinating. I'm just going to open the door to it. And those of you that are taking notes, you might want to look into this because it's a fascinating study. But at the end of World War II, the big, you know, we had Operation Paperclip where all of these Nazi scientists were funneled through Rome and secretly brought to the United States and given new identities. You know, about half of them ended up, well, more than half ended up in the U.S., and the other half ended up in Russia. And so thus began the space race, you know, NASA, all these uh, SS um, Nazi scientists ended up with NASA. A lot of them did. A lot of them went to Los Alamos and various places. But the fact of the matter is, given the number of Nazi scientists that came over the Nazis never really ever lost the war. They just came over here and infiltrated deep within the American government, and they've had, a, they've had power control in different areas throughout the years. But that's not what I want to discuss. Here's the thing you need to remember. At the end of World War II, the Americans were real concerned about the aggressive communist movement throughout Europe, especially in places like Italy. And many of you, histor you quasi-historians out there, you, you know this stuff. But Italy was a hotbed, and, you know, and there were other areas. They didn't want it. They didn't want the communism cropping back up in Germany and, you know, all these other countries. And so the, the genius, like Alan Dulles, they weren't, they, they were, I say that loosely. They were not real geniuses. They were demons. But they were smart. They were Wall Street lawyers and so forth. Alan Dulles had served as... Uh, he was in Geneva, Switzerland during the World War II, serving with the OSS, and he was the key man in bringing the Nazis back to America in op op uh, Operation Paperclip. But anyway, uh, all that aside, so Dulles and a bunch of his demon cronies, they got together there in D.C. and um, decided that the best thing they could do to prevent the onslaught of communist hordes moving into these European countries would be to um, leave behind a certain number of forces. They called them stay-behind forces. And so what they decided, they picked a lot of 
the seasoned veterans, war veterans from World War II, they, they kept a few of them in place, and then they brought in all these, these fresh bodies that were a little bit too young to make it into the full-blown World War II, but they were, you know, itching for a fight, and they got there a little bit too late to fight the Nazis, but they were now going to fight the communists. Okay. And they stay behind forces. So now this is where it gets interesting. And so they're saying, okay, but this is going to cost us a bunch of money. Now, how are we going to fund these stay-behind forces? Well, this one character who had spent a lot of time working with Shanghai Shek in his battles against Mao Zedong and the, con the Chinese communists, they decided that, hey, we got access to a lot of this opium over here in the Golden Triangle. Why don't we do this? Why don't we get some of the former Italian maf mafia bosses in New York City working the harbors? We'll put them to work for us. Now, several of the mob. this is an interesting thing. I won't get into details, but just to, you know, superficially, but several of the former mob bosses ended up getting drafted into the military, and several of them were actually war heroes over in Germany. Fighting, you know, the Italians and the Nazis. And so when these guys came back to New York City and picked up where they left off, Alan Dulles and a lot of these guys who ended up becoming the core of the CIA, which formed in 1947 as a result of the alien craft that crashed in Roswell. That's yeah. right. It was real. That's yes, right. It was. That's, a, that's a story for another story. I mean, a story for another time. Okay. But anyway, so they had to figure out this way. So ended up, they shipped all this opium from the Golden Triangle to New York City to the harbors, and that's where the mafia took it over. And then the mafia was the distribution arm. And guess what their game plan was? Are you ready for this? I'm ready. They decided that what they would do is get all of the black folks in Harlem, all the wonderful jazz musicians and singers, they would take the heroin down to Harlem and get all the black folks hooked on it, and then they, they figured, they, they assumed that none of the white folk would be so crazy as to shoot up heroin. <laughs> Little did they know, the white people are the dumbest of them all. <laughs> and so, now, you know, I love my race. I'm white. I'm pr white and proud of it, right? And I, I can't stand all this crap because... You know, white people in the world are a minority. We're not a majority. The right. people of color outnumber us. So all that stuff is just stuff. It's just that political ideologies, it's that stinking thinking coming from CNN and MSNBC. You know what I'm saying? Yes, the stinking thinking. That's good. <laughs> well, it's good. And that's something when I, when I got involved in hemp works, you know, I decided, you know, I'm going to have to you know, have a posture or a mindset that people are going to be able to, yeah, I got to lead by example, okay? Exactly. That's what I said. I said, I can't expect the hemp works folks, the 120 some plus that have decided they want to make money with this, that have joined me directly. Now, these people that are directly attached to me, right? Right. And they out there and they say, Steve, show me what to do. Well, yeah, go look at the leaderboard. You see that guy at the top? That's me. You want to be there? Come and get it. Do what I tell you to do. First thing, you got to get signed up. Right. If you don't pay the 20 bucks and join, you're, you're not going to succeed. That's the first way you fail. Second way you fail is to get started and then quit. Oh, this is too much work. I can't do this. 
I can't tell my friends about this hemp oil. They'll think I'm a drug addict. <laughs> no. No, they won't, they won't think you're a drug addict. They'll think you're a freaking hero once you get them going and they start making some money. Right. You ought to see my kids. My kids are pinging off the walls about this thing. I can't believe it. I'm pinching myself. I think I done died and gone to heaven, man. My kids working with me in a business? Are you kidding me? But you know what I'm saying, guys? This right here, Hemp Works, is going to be a tremendous force for good worldwide. Excellent. And I, they, the company don't know it yet, but I got a little project that I'm working on. I'd like to share it with you if you don't mind. Okay. It's called Paradise, California. When I saw what happened in Paradise, California, I said to myself, somebody somewhere has got to do something about this. And you know, you know when we, we a lot of times we'll, we'll do that as human beings. We look at a, a bad situation and we'll say something like, man, I hope somebody will do something about this. Well, who is that somebody? You. Well, yeah. guess what? That somebody might be you. What if you and I can do something about it? What if we're making enough money to where you can fire your boss, literally? You can leave whatever dead-end job you're working at right now. I mean, if you have one. I don't know. You might be a freaking brain surgeon, Paul, I know, and you keep doing it, but I might need you help. People say I need your help now, but I don't know. But, but anyway, I'm not asking anybody to quit doing what you're doing now until you can afford to do so. You know, early to bed, early to rise, until you can afford to do otherwise. You know what I'm saying? Because once you make enough money, once you make enough money, look, I'm working like Einstein right now. I'm working around the clock. Yeah, I don't know if any of y'all saw my last video, but it was funny as all get up. I did a video last night, and I was a little sleep deprived, okay, I admit. But during the shooting of the video, I fell asleep. And I actually took my sunglasses off and looked at the camera, and I'm ta I thought the camera was talking to me, man. And I swear I wasn't on drugs. I was just sleep deprived. But it was the funniest thing. And my friends had been calling me today and sending me texts. They said, Steve, I was rolling in the floor, man. You fell asleep. You might as well have been sleepwalking on that video. You know, it was crazy, man. But so, anyway, seriously, yeah. guys. We got our we got our hands on something here, the likes of which I've never seen before. And you know, y'all know me. I don't like hype. I really don't. I don't like spin. But I just I fell into something here that's so good that I just I can't deny it. But let me get back to the story about the opium. So what they did, they brought that opium to New York City. They got all these wonderful jazz musicians and stuff hooked on it. Many of them, um, it led to an early death. And uh, then it spread into the white population, of course, and the rest is history. And then, and then the CIA, uh, you know, Dulles and those guys, which became the early components of the CIA, they realized that this was a cash cow. And so they've been, they've been dealing in drugs ever since. You know, Medina, Arkansas was a huge CIA drug operation. And, uh, you know, the Clintons were heavily involved in it, but so was... You know, well, aren't aren't well, they aren't they getting it? Aren't aren't they getting the uh, the heroin from Afghanistan or something like that? Oh, they were, they, they were, were until the CIA until the Marines raided CIA Langley headquarters a number of months back. That video that I did when I now I had some scoop, I had some inside scoop on that deal. But let me tell you what, what happened. I got I did a video when I got the scoop on that when I found out the Marines had 
actually raided Langley CIA headquarters. And, you know, a lot of people questioned that. And I said, listen, you idiots, unless you've been there, you don't know that there is no press coverage of Langley. And what they did, they flew, the Marines flew these OV-22 Ospreys all around the, the uh, you know, in the air above Langley, and they were just causing all kinds of commotion. But then it wasn't some big strike force. The OV-22s never landed on the Langley. Maybe one of them did, but, but only one. But the rest of the Marines that went into Langley CIA headquarters, uh, they came in on Humvees and stuff. And they went right through the gate. Huh. I mean, it wasn't like a, it wasn't an attack. I mean, they went in, they, they knocked, they took the locks off the doors. They knew exactly which offices they were going to. It was a, it was a, you know, a military operation. And they went in and grabbed the computers and the files and all that stuff. You got to understand the CIA is about the most rogue organization on, well, it is. It's the most rogue organization on the planet, even to this day. Well, sure, they've they got to be rooted out. You know? Sure, they, they, can, they can make you disappear and you nobody else would ever find you. You know? They could. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but, the, well, but we're weeding them out. Well, the me, Alliance, see, right. the good guys have been fighting the bad guys for a long, long time. So it's when, called the Alliance. The Alliance goes all the way back to President Eisenhower. So let me ask you something real real quickly, Steve. Um, it just seems like after President Trump was elected, um, boy, that special counsel against this Russian probe came up really fast. How come uh, they're not investigating Hillary or the Obamas and Uranium One? Um, how come we never hear anything about that anymore? Now, you guys know what I'm going to say, right? Did you ask me that because you know what I'm going to say? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> I think you're setting me up, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Yes, I am. <laughs> All right. This, 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 this is what I've said for, for months, okay? This is Steve Motley speaking. And I may be wrong, and if I am wrong, i got egg on my face. I'll wipe it off and move on. I've never, ever said on my YouTube channel that I'm a know-it-all. I, I've said since day one, everybody comes to my YouTube, do not believe a word I say. However, comma, if I say something that causes you to think and strikes a resonant chord in you, you might want to take some notes, go do your own due diligence and research, and then come back and talk to me. Same thing about this hemp work stuff. I don't care what y'all think about that, but I'll tell you what, if you're not smart enough to go do the research on what I've been talking about, then you're, you're really missing the boat. And that's the same thing with anything. But let me tell you about Mueller. Mueller was a Marine. Mm -hmm. Mueller was a Vietnam-decorated Marine lieutenant. He got a Purple Heart and a Bronze Star. Y'all have all heard the story, once a Marine, all a Marine. Always a Marine. Right. Once a Marine, always a Marine. Okay, that's not a bunch of words. It's true. If you ever want to know how many Marines are in a bar, just mess with one of them. Yes, my 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 father, my father and my uh, brother are Marines or were Marines at one time. Okay, well, I don't need to say anything else. Okay, but anyway, <laughs> so Mueller was a Marine. Now it's funny to me, but let's look at this. Okay, first we got Jeff Sessions recusing himself. Right. A lot of people think Jeff Sessions was fired by Trump. No, he was not. That was all part of the plan. QAnon has told us over and over, trust the plan. 
And you know, even the even a lot of the smart guys, Trump supporters, they fell for the you know trap, and they started blasting Sessions. He wasn't doing anything. Oh yes, he was. He was doing a lot behind the scenes that you won't know about until years later when the books are written, and I may be one of them contributing some chapters to those books because I right. know some things and I know. That sessions was a good all participants are unmuted all participants are muted fuck? and they can unmute themselves oh. okay, keep going. I, am I go here ahead. go ahead go ahead yep. go ahead my line got muted no I, I I hit the wrong button sorry go, go I ahead no 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 I thought you were, you were putting me in uh, prison or something holding yeah. me back from my free Quantum speech right now just kidding <laughs> okay. No, anyway, go ahead. Guys, look. Okay, what was it last? I said um, Jeff Sessions. Jeff Sessions. Okay, forget about Sessions. So he had to accuse himself to get out of the way so that President Trump could nominate who? Rod Rosenstein. Okay. President Donald Trump is the guy that nominated Rosenstein, the deputy. Um, attorney, attorney General, you understand? Okay, now, yeah, yeah. yes, Rosenstein and Mueller are friends, yes. But now let's look at this. Okay, so uh, Trump appoints Rosenstein. The day before Rosenstein appoints Mueller as special investigator, Mueller spends about three to four hours in Trump Towers with President elect Trump. I mean, no, wait a minute. When was this? Let's see. This was, uh, this was after the inauguration, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, but this is while Trump's in the, in the towers. Anyway, Mueller's in there and guess who else is in there? A whole bunch of these generals to include Mattis and, uh, Flynn, whose name I had a brain thought on, um, all of these different generals, and who were these generals, you might ask? Well, let me tell you what happened. And I don't know if you guys know this or not, but this is important for your listening audience to know. Let's let's go back a little bit in time. Let's go back to um, when Admiral Mike Rogers, 17 days after the election, Admiral Mike Rogers left the NSA, where he is the head of the NSA, National Security Agency. Now, Mike Rogers is a good guy. He's a patriot, if I understand that. Mm -hmm. So Mike Rogers leaves his post and gets on a plane and flies to New York City and gets a secret you know, ride and ends up at the Trump Tower and goes in the Trump Tower and has a secret rendezvous with President Donald Trump. And you know what Mike Rogers told President Trump? What did he say? Do you know what he, you know what he told him, guys? No, nope, I don't. No, no, no clue. Oh my goodness! Oh, this is this is big news. He said you're being spied on, sir, and they've been spying on you for a long time. They've been spying on you before the election, and I can't remain quiet anymore. I was going. I've been wanting to tell you all this time, but now. Oh, no, wait a minute. This was after the election. This was before the inauguration. This is when Obama was still in office. I beg your pardon. Okay. Obama was still president when Admiral Rogers went to the Trump Towers.
to meet with uh, President-elect Donald Trump and told him he was being spied on. President Trump and his entourage immediately packed up their trash and went to Pennsylvania to one of Trump's golf courses where they created a skiff. You know, a skiff being a secure compartmentalized information facility right that you, you, you know, there's a skiff on Air Force One okay so let's talk, listen to this so Mueller meets with this group of gentlemen the very next day Mueller who was appointed by Trump what does he do he appoints his old buddy Mueller as a special investigator so I saw that and I connected those dots a little bit and I said to myself you know what once a Marine, always a Marine. That doggone Mueller, he's rotten to the core. And I know you people out there say it, but Steve, but Steve, we know Mueller's rotten. He he was all involved in Uranium One. He even took some yellow cake directly over and got it to President Putin. That's right. He's dirty <laughs> as he comes from this, but he used to be a Marine. And what happened, he left the Marine Corps went to Georgetown or somewhere, got a law degree, fell in with the wrong crowd, and uh, ended up becoming a freaking uh, demon rat. You know, he's a big Hillary right. supporter. Right. Big Obama supporter. He, he was, okay, you know what his main job was? He was brought in to be the cover guy for Dick Cheney in 9-11. Hmm. He was the guy that covered Cheney's tracks. Cheney was the chief orchestrator of the 9-11 inside-outside event. And so Mueller came in as they appointed him director of the FBI. He All he did was cover up for Cheney, and then he started doing a lot of other stuff. And then when Obama got elected, see, the, the tenure of a, um, an FBI director is 10 years, but he served 12 at Obama's request. Obama wanted him to stay on for another two because he was so rotten and so much on the take that they knew that he was their boy. But I'm going to tell you what happened. When he was up there in that Trump Tower that day before Rosenstein appointed him, he and President Trump had to come to Jesus meeting. Seriously. <laughs> and it was laid out to him that, hey, uh, Bob, Robert, we know it all, buddy. We know, we know, when you breathe, we know how you're breathing. We know every bad deed that you're responsible for. Now, here's the deal. You either come join us right now, become a white hat, and get over here and start working for us and do what we tell you to do, or we're going to throw your butt under the prison. Right. It's your choice. You can do whatever you want, and we'll give you about five minutes to think about it. And he's he's surrounded by all these Marine Corps generals. And he, he said, and, and, and Trump and them said to him, he said, look, you know what we're going to have in the not-too-distant future? Now, we're going to let you in on something, and you're the only one except for this august group standing here in the august Trump Luke. Tower right now. <laughs> yeah, they're an august group. But um, he said to him, he said, we're going to tell you something, and if it leaks out, we're coming to get you. We're going to pick you up in the middle of the night barefooted and in your drawers. And we're going to haul you away in handcuffs, just like they did on Roger Stone. 
Let me tell you about that real quick. So Roger Stone, the raid. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> that was a dog and pony show, friends. That was not real. But let, let me let me go back. Let me stop. Okay, this is so funny. Okay, so Mueller has read the riot act, and he's told in no uncertain terms, "We got you by the you know short hairs here, and you are either going to do what we tell you to do, or else." You know, I mean, what's it going to be? Military tribunal? And he looks up and says, "What?" Oh, yeah, baby, we're getting ready to do some military military tribunals. We resurrected Gitmo. Guantanamo Bay is up and running. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, listening audience right now, that that's a fact. Military tribunals are taking place as we speak, and Gitmo is up and running right now. Do you think John and McCain was part of that? What's that? Do you think John McCain... Um... There's a lot of talk that John McCain actually didn't die from cancer, but he was put in front of a military tribunal. Do you believe that? That is absolutely true. Okay. And both both John McCain and George H.W. Pappy Bush were both put before military tribunals, and they were given a choice. I mean, they, they went to the tribunal because they had a choice prior that either they – agree to do that or it would be made public and so they agreed to go to the tribunal they were found guilty as charged i won't repeat the charges they're they're available uh they it's all going to be coming it all come out to the public soon enough it's just like rbg you know i've said on my videos rbg's been gone for you know who that is ruth yep ruth ruth uh, uh supreme court justice ruth ginsburg right? well ruthie's been gone for three weeks yep what do you mean, Steve? She's been gone. She's in the hospital. No, no, she ain't in the hospital. She's on the other side. She's on the. She's in the spirit world, friends. She's, she's playing. For, she's for playing the harp. She's playing the harp. <laughs> yep. You're playing the harp, and then you watch and see. And look, this is one of the greatest travesties of justice on the planet right now. Imagine this, folks. You got a supreme justice, or what do you call it, Supreme Court justice? that is dead, been dead for almost a month, and don't nobody know about it. No, the, the fake news media hasn't let out a peep about it because of the Democrats. They don't want President Trump to nominate another Supreme Court judge, especially while the government is shut down. Correct. So you guys asked me at the beginning of this show about President Trump reinstating the government and what the Republican attitude is about it. I told you he's a genius. He knows exactly what he's doing. I have personally enough faith and confidence in President Trump to where I don't question it. You know, I mean, do I agree with everything? No, I'm not a I'm not a teetotaler Trumper. Right. But there ain't much he could do that would knock me off the Trump train like that stupid Ann Coulter, that freaking wild-eyed, twisted sister. And Coulter. What is up with that girl? Uh, Something is not right with her. She said, I didn't jump off the Trump train. Well, jump off the Trump train. You think we care? And Mike Cernovich. Who is Mike Cernovich? I don't even know this guy. Apparently, he's some big-name person on the Internet. Well, he's he's off the Trump train now. See, he can't take no more. What are you going to do, Mike? You going to go join the Demon Rats? You and your buddy Ann Coulter? 
No, I don't know. If, I'm sorry. If you, I, get, uh, I get a little excited sometimes. Right, right. Now, if you look at uh, um, right now Nancy Pelosi, uh, um, if you see some recent interviews with her that uh, you know at different universities and television stations, she's losing her mind. I mean, she can't even talk. She can't give a straight answer without. Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to pick fun of her, but uh, this looks like a woman who is running scared right now. Um, you, you understand what I'm what I'm trying to say, Steve? Yep. That's a woman. Yep. Early stages of dementia. And she needs some hemp oil immediately. But I, <laughs> I don't want anybody out here giving Nancy Pelosi any hemp oil because they don't, she's got brain freeze, man. Yeah. Like, you know how you know how if you, you go to Tasty Freeze or Dairy Queen, you get one of them big ice cream cones, and you you eat too much of it too fast, and all of a sudden you get brain freeze, and you go ooh. Yep. You know that feeling. Yep. That's Nancy Pelosi behind a mic. But you have to have a brain. brain. Yep, you got to have a brain. Now, the thing about Nancy Pelosi that I always said was uh, she's the kind of person, she turns everything against Donald Trump. If Donald Trump would throw away a piece of paper right now, she would talk about how Donald Trump hates trees. That's the kind of person she is. Um, before we... Before we go on, Steve, we got a caller on the line. We're going to see if we can try this, see if uh, our call caller has a right. a question for Mr. Okay, uh, it's uh, area code 505. Do you have a question for our guest? Hello, caller. <laughs> Hello. That's funny. Only Steve comes out. The thing is, everyone else, I mean, it's all open. Right. I don't know what's going on. We'll have to look into that. Okay. All right. Are you guys using? Is this a, a free conference calling dot com? Yes, it is. Yeah, that's what I'm using tonight. I hope it's not a, a problem. Maybe it's maybe it's because you guys are in Green Bay and you're in a deep freeze or it something. It could be. We were <laughs> we were using Uber Conference at one time and and that went down, so we had to come to 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 free conference call, but. I don't know. Maybe it is because of the deep free. We've had some, we've had, actually, since uh, it started getting colder, we've had some problems with the internet. So it, it might be that, that because we had a, uh, a show on Jehovah's Witnesses and everybody came out just fine. Right. Yeah. Everything was great. And of course, you know, we weren't in the deep freeze yet. And then we go into the deep freeze and then everything just starts going haywire. So that's probably what it is. Well, um, before. Hey, I got it. Okay, go ahead. Oh, I've got to tell you guys something real quick. Can I say something to you real quick about sure, go Wisconsin? Ahead. Um, you know, uh, uh, when I found out you were from Green Bay, it, it made me smile because my dad was a pilot, and we used to go to uh, Oshkosh, Wisconsin, a lot in the summers to the biggest air show in the world. It was called the EAA, EAA Convention. Yeah. And so I fell in love with the state of Wisconsin. You know, being from Virginia, you know, I always thought that my state was – of course, I still do. I think it's one of the most beautiful states in the country. But Wisconsin is one of those places I just absolutely love. So, and Madison, man, I was in Madison. I drove through Madison a few years. I hadn't been there in like since I was about maybe like 14, 15 years old. And I went through there a few years ago and just fell in love with the place again, the architecture and just the lake and, you know, so much in Wisconsin. I, I was really glad to hear you guys there because I, 
I told you I'm, I'm gonna come up there sometime and visit you. I'm yes, hoping you maybe are. I don't know. Maybe you guys can hook me up with a Green Bay Packer ticket. Maybe one of these days. I don't know. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, right now they're just giving them away. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, guys, you give me a Green Bay ticket, I'm definitely coming because I want to see. Uh, I want to see Rogers, you know, while he's still on active duty there, because uh, he's one of my favorites. Yeah, I'm a big Packer fan. I've been for awesome, years. My, awesome. uh, my cousin is actually Bart Starr for you Wisconsin folks. He's nice. A, he's a my mother. My mother was a star, S T A R R, and uh, you know, always uh, had a great respect for him. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I'm sorry. I just want to throw that in about Wisconsin. Cool, um, Mr. Motley. We're gonna uh, wrap this up real soon. Um, I hope someday we can have you on the show again because it's very interesting uh, topics. Um, do, you, do you think you would uh, ever come on our show again in the future? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I, I, I want to talk to you guys uh, sometime in private, I mean off this line, okay. and let you know some of the things that I'm, I'm doing. Um, I understand the power of podcasting. You know, uh, I'll tell you a little experience I had. This will be interesting for you real quick. I decided uh, I went to a podcast conference, uh, oh, shortly after I started my YouTube channel because I, I prior to that I mentioned early on in the podcast that one of the motivating factors for me to start my YouTube channel, because you guys had asked me about that, was my trip to San Diego to this social media marketing thing. And I picked up enough information there and I heard these people talking about YouTube and this and that to learn that the biggest takeaway for me was what I said earlier and that is be yourself you know when you do a podcast or a video you, you don't don't try to be something you're not the people want genuine they want to hear it from a genuine person and I think that may be a reason why my YouTube um, channel has gathered you know quite a following is because I am myself and when you meet me in person you're not going to see any different than what you see on the video. May I just may not be wearing my sunglasses all the time, you know. <laughs> but but the, the key of what I wanted to say is, and so I, I I wanted to figure out everything I could do to promote the message that I was putting out on the YouTube. So I, I learned about podcasting, and I just you know when I want to learn something, I go to a conference. I figure I'm just going to learn from the experts, you know, and and take what they teach me and then put it into my own life. So I went to this thing in Anaheim, and it was like, it was crazy because it was fun, and I was I was talking to so many people, but when they were talking about this podcasting stuff, it was like sort of Greek to me, you know, it was like going over my head, but yet it was like when they Stonewall Jackson one time in the Civil War said, I don't know what this logistic stuff is, but I know I want some of it. Well, that right. was the way I felt about podcasting. I knew. I wanted to be involved in it, but I didn't know anything about it. So I came away that pop from that podcast thing with a renewed dedication to create a podcast. So I did. I did it on my own, you know, and I, I took my YouTube videos and I converted them into MP3 downloads. And then I, you know, set my thing up on iTunes and Google Play. And I couldn't believe I was doing this. I mean, I am so non-technical you wouldn't believe it and i just that's just a weakness of mine it's my achilles heel you know? right but but what I, I can i can point and click and i can get behind the camera but that's about the extent of it if you start getting into any kind of programming stuff it's like whoa wait a minute i gotta get out of here so anyway <laughs> long story short i created this podcast well the first thing i noticed was i was getting about 
10 times the number of listeners on the podcast than I was getting on my YouTube viewers. Okay. And anyway, it got, it got to be overwhelming. I couldn't keep up. It was just taking too much of my time to download it and upload it. And so what I'm going to do, I've got a game plan. Now, I on the March, March 6th through the 9th, I'm going to be down in Orlando, Florida, at what they call the PodFest Expo. Okay. And it's all about podcasting. And when I come away from that bad boy, I'm going to have people that I'm going to hire to run my podcast for me. And all I'm going to do is get on my, I'm going to have a mic. I'm on the phone right now. So that may be why I don't know what the sound quality is, but I'm going to have my own mic and I'm going to get set up right, but I'm going to get set up the way the experts and the professionals tell me to do it because you want to know why I'm going to be down there in Orlando doing all that? You want to know one reason why? Yes, I do. Disneyland. Disneyland. No. <laughs> you dork. Hemp Hemp It's called Hemp Wars. Right. When I saw how much money I've made the first three weeks, and I only could imagine what I'm going to make for the month of January, and then, of course, we got February, because this PodFest Expo is not until the 6th through the 9th. But you can bet I got all of my hotel accommodations. And guess where I'm going to be at the end of uh, March? I'm going to be back in San Diego at oh. the same event that I went to that kicked off my YouTube channel. And this is going to be my third straight year in San Diego okay. at the Social Media Marketing Expo event. And guess why I'm going there this year? Now you can say Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> because of hemp works. Hemp works. You got it, buddy. Now you're learning. There you go. Now, uh, before, we, before we close this session, Steve, uh, you have a uh, conference call coming tonight at 9 o'clock, correct? That is correct. And what is the phone number again where people can uh, uh, join your conference call? Okay, grab your pen and paper, friends. Here you go. This is the one you don't want to miss. 302-202-1108. And the pin code is 210-911-POUND. 210-911-POUND. And this is going to be 9 o'clock tonight. Eastern Standard Time, and you're going to have a conference call about hemp works so more people can learn about it. And what if they would like to see your YouTube channel? What do they go to? RetiredMarineSoundsOff.com. RetiredMarineSoundsOff.com. We'll put it in the description. Yes. And Thank you. And this is Steve Motley, who... Uh, has a YouTube channel. You got uh, over forty thousand subscribers. You're uh, you are a patriot. And speaking of patriot, what is your pick for the Super Bowl? Who do you think? <laughs> I would say New England. Bing. You got that right. Uh, again. 
Hey. Old man Tom Brady. Tom Old Brady. man Tom Brady. Some people might be sick of him, but I still say Tom Brady is going to be uh, go down as the greatest of all time. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. No, no, no question. No question. Well, you know, Drew, I love Drew Brees. Now, I was pulling, for, I was pulling for New Orleans. I wanted to see, you know, New Orleans and uh, the Patriots. That that would have been the perfect matchup for me. And I think, I really think New Orleans is better than L.A. Yeah, personally. Yep. I, you know, I mean, Drew Brees just had a phenomenal year. And, you know, I got back to watching NFL this year. I took the – I did the boycott thing last year. But I've been an NFL fan since I was a kid, uh, and I just couldn't stand it anymore. I said, that's it, man. You know, I'm not going – life's too short. I'm not going to take something that I'm that passionate about and I love that much and just boycott it because I'm just not going to do it. Right. And, and so I hope, I hope my friends are not mad at me. Some of them are, but I don't care. That's okay. That's your they'll, problem. They'll get over it. They'll get over it. Yep. Right. Hey, but I'm coming up there, guys. No kidding. I want, I want to see the Green Bay Packers. Well, yes, sir. I want to well, well, you. Well, let me, tell yeah. you, let me tell you this. Every time the Packers have a home game, I have an acoustic show that I do. I play at the Holiday Inn for everybody that, that uh, shows up. So. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, I might just have to, I, might, I might just have to move to Green Bay. I might have to you know what? No kidding. <laughs> I might have to hey, I want you guys to find me uh, a two bedroom apartment somewhere really cool, really nice, that I could I could uh I'm gonna buy it. I'm not gonna rent it. It's gotta be something I can buy. There you go. 'Cause I'm gonna I'm gonna start buying up uh, real estate properties all right. You think I'm kidding you? I'm dead serious. Find me a, a place that I can buy. It has like a two-bedroom, uh, co- you know, what do you call it, townhouse, something like that. Oh, and I'll go. come up there and buy that sucker because I'm going to tell you something. The amount of money that you can make with hemp works, it's caught. If you know what it's doing to me, guys? I got to leave you one thing. I, I made a plan last night. I got to tell you this. I made a plan. You know, I'm a diabetic. I don't know if people know that. I'm a type 2 diabetic. I got diagnosed on my... 51st birthday. I was 51 years old, and um, I've been. It's been a tough road to hope. But last night, I put a down payment on a five-day reverse diabetes retreat in Costa Rica. That's wow. going to cost me $2,500, okay. and that's going to be in May. Okay. Right. So in May, I'm. I know that's where I'm going. I'm blocking my calendar. I'm not doing anything else. I'm flying down to Costa Rica. I'm going to spend five days down there eating. They got all you can eat food, and the food is just the best in the world for treating diabetes and all. And they educate you, and they they just get you motivated. And they say when you come up out of there and you go back to the, to America, all you got to do is continue doing what you did those five days down there, and you're going to be you're going to be diabetes free. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take all my nice video camera video uh, camera equipment with me down to Costa Rica, and I'm going to film this whole five days. And the people are going to love it because I'm going to make them famous. But I'm going to put it on my YouTube channel. And there it's going to be professionally done now because i got enough money to have people help me clean up my videos. You know, and I'm going to still, you know, my friends are telling me, don't change what you're doing, Steve. Dude, just keep doing your videos. You know, and I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm not going to change. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. So I'm not going to change what's working, but I'm going to get even better in some areas. And, like, I, I'm, I've got some people that are going to be building me a new YouTube channel just for hemp works. 
So for all my you all my YouTube followers on retired Marine, don't worry. I'll stop talking so much about hemp works on that channel when I get my other full time hemp works channel. Then I can shift everything over there. But if you think I'm ever going to do retired Marine again and not mention something about hemp works, you're crazy. Because I <laughs> if I did that. If I did that, I would be guilty of criminal negligence for keeping and withholding critical information from you. <laughs> I ain't going to do that. Well, no way. I ain't going to be guilty of that, buddy. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> well, uh, we want to thank you, Steve, for being on our show today. We want you to stay on the line because after we uh, end this show, we still want to talk to you. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to mention, Jason? Uh, I, th I think I heard something about that thing in Costa Rica. They're going to be having, uh, on the menu, it's going to be buckets of candy corn and, <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and Coca-Cola. Diabetic's dream. <laughs> no, I'm just no, kidding. Hey, you, know, I'm just... you know what they do? Hey, they search your pockets. It's just like going in a prison. They make sure you ain't got no <laughs> Snickers bars and stuff like that hidden in your shoes. No, I, I, I'm going to go clean turkey on this one, boy. When I come back, y'all going to see a new man, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do this thing. All right. Thank well, you. Well, okay, thank you. Yeah, you stay on the line, Steve. We're going to end the show right now. So uh, for two guys and a mic. All right. Well, I'm Jason. And I'm Dan. And uh, we will see you next time. We're not exactly sure what's on the agenda for next week, but we will find out, and we will probably make a small little promo video so you can uh, know what we're going to be doing. All right, every Sunday, 3 o'clock Central Time. And uh, we'll have to take a look at those uh, two-bedroom places for Steve here. Yeah. See what he wants to. All right, so uh, Steve, hold on the line. We'll be, uh, I'm going to put you on mute here real quick, and then we are going to get you back. All along. Okay, well, that's the end. Yeah, well, thanks again, Steve Motley, for being on our show. We're still looking for G-Man, uh, Dustin Diamond. Um, and anybody who uh, is a survivor of the uh, Roloff Homes in Corpus Christi, Texas. All right. Like I said, we'll make probably some small promo videos about that later on in the future so you can see that. All right, so we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.